Hello, my beautiful bean community, and welcome to today's episode. This episode is going to be all about kind of this transformative power of choice when you're feeling powerless. And in particular, I kind of want to be talking about when you're feeling emotionally or socially powerless. This kind of comes down to when you're having conflict in a relationship or when you've been dumped and you and you have no control over that, when you've had a big falling out with a social group or a friend in particular, when you're feeling powerless as far as your relationships within your family. And it can also go for if you're in the dating scene and you're out there putting yourself out there trying to date and things aren't really going your way and you've got a flame here and then it's kind of fizzling out and nothing's happening and you just feel like you have no control, you're helpless, you're powerless and you start feeling worse and worse and worse about yourself. So it could be, you could apply this to any situation that involves relationships okay so that's what I'm going to be focusing on as far as powerlessness powerlessness goes you can kind of apply this to a lot of other areas of powerlessness in your life like career um, how you feel about yourself all of that you can definitely apply it but what the tools and the kind of tips that I'm going to give you throughout this episode are um, mainly focusing around social things and when there's other people involved. That's what I really want to be talking about because I think a lot of the time, if not most of the time, our feelings of powerless come down to a situation where it has involved somebody else and didn't go the way we wanted, but it went the the way the other person wanted. Like they were in control of the situation, we were not, and now we're left here scrambling for answers or scrambling to to find a skerrick of happiness somewhere because we feel like a fucking disaster. That is what I want to be focusing on. Now, um, not going to give an update on my life. Everything's just cruising quite fabulously. Um, nothing in particular that I want to be talking about at the moment. So I want to kind of dive straight into this episode. I also don't have one specific brain fact, but a couple of like interesting um, facts and studies that were done that I'm going to scatter throughout the episode, throughout today's episode. So let's dive straight into the topic of today. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. Let's do it. So let's talk about the feeling of helplessness or powerlessness. I'm going to use those two interchangeably in today's episode because for what, for the for the purpose of this episode, they're kind of the same feeling. So we often feel in many situations in our life that we don't have a choice. And this happens when it comes to heartbreak, when we've been hurt, when we're trying to move past a painful situation where someone really wronged us and it just feels like, why would they have done that? That was such an evil thing to do. Um, Or when it comes to how we feel about ourselves. And when we feel that we don't have a choice, that then feels that then leads to feeling powerlessness and powerless leads to this deep pain of feeling like everything is a failure, okay? So it's this lack of choice or lack of I didn't have a choice in this situation and that's why it's turned out the way it turned out, okay? And feeling powerless or helpless is not only sadness, but it's also feeling that you can't change your current situation and it can only change if someone else or something else swoops in and saves you from it. And because you feel that way, it's really hard to shake it and do something about it. It is a belief. You believe that you don't have control over this situation. If you believed that you had control over the situation, you would probably feel sad, you'd feel frustrated, but you wouldn't feel powerless, okay? So it is a belief about yourself and the situation that you find yourself in. You believe that only something or someone else can change what you're going through right now, okay? Now... When all this is happening, you're then feeling really down and out and sad. And then the people that do love you, your support network, the people that care, not always, but often, will swoop on in and try and throw a barrage of motivating quotes at you. And you're like, fuck, 
off can't because they're saying shit like you've got this don't be negative think positive and everything's gonna change and it's like fuck off that sounds so unrealistic it is ridiculous it's you're not helping me and all you're doing is right now demonstrating that you have no idea what I'm going through that's what it feels like if anyone and I'm sure most of you if you're listening to this episode you're either currently going through this or you have in your life if any of you have been in a position where you felt powerless, when people throw out those fucking textbook positive quotes, quote unquote positive quotes, it is so infuriating and it really, you feel even more powerless because you think, wow, you're just highlighting that you have no idea what I'm going through right now. So then on top of all of that, you feel isolated. So there's people that they mean well, they're trying to help you, they end up making you feel even more fucking annoyed and powerless because you're like, has no one experienced what I'm going through? I can't just think positive thoughts. So you obviously don't know what I'm going through. If you think that just by saying a positive quote every morning, I'm just going to turn my life around. That's not how it works. So we're going to talk about what actually you can do and thought processes you can get into to actually change it. Like I said a million times, positive affirmations are definitely beneficial, but they have to be coupled with a whole bunch of other things, which I'll go through in today's episode. And they also have to be coupled with certain behaviors, actions, and habits. You just sitting there feeling shit about yourself, reading out positive quotes from a little notebook is not actually going to do much at all. If anything, it can trigger more frustration about your current life situation. Now, what I want to talk about, something really interesting, is this article and, and I kind of want to theme, or not theme, but I want, to ha- I want you to keep this um, study or this article top of mind as I go through the episode because it's very interesting. But there was an article that was published in 2010 by Wilkinson et al., all the other um, authors of that study. I'm not going to mention them all, sorry. But they studied the effect of how feeling socially powerless made people bump into things more so on the right side. So they found that there was this weird correlation between people dividing their spatial awareness and not dividing it equally when they felt socially powerless, when they felt shut down, when they felt rejected, when they felt, you know, not accepted by the group, they would bump into more things on the right. And basically the study set out to show that not only does social powerlessness affect how we feel about ourselves and how we interact with others, but it also affects how we interact with our physical world how we notice things, how things get shut out from our own awareness, how we literally start to close in on what is available for us out there. So it's really interesting to note that when you feel this way, things around you are going to appear different to what they are. You're going to notice less things and your ability to um, keep an even awareness of your physical surroundings versus your emotional, what's going on emotionally, is going to be skewed when you're feeling this way. So it kind of makes sense why when you start to feel powerless, less and less starts to happen for you and it feels like everything's closing in on you. That's because these these emotions and these feelings are causing you to be aware of less, okay? Now, there's also something called learnt helplessness and it's a belief system that you have that has been built up inside of us that we create most of the time subconsciously, of course. Well, obviously subconsciously, you wouldn't do this on purpose unless you're a sadist, but you've created this belief system telling yourself that you cannot help yourself. It's learnt, okay? So if you're in a situation where you have felt helpless before, 
then you're less likely to try and get out of that situation the next time when you feel stuck because you think, whoa, 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 I've been here before and I wasn't able to help myself. So I am helpless. That is what that is what you kind of conclude. So you've learned that you're helpless and it is a belief that a situation cannot be changed by you. So you just uh, you resign yourself to what is. There was a study done around this with animals. Very unethical, but whatever, that's how studies are done in psychology, unfortunately. But what it was is they grabbed three groups of dogs. Um, They had a control group and then they had a second group where these dogs would get a shock, but if they pressed a lever um, or a button or whatever, that shock would stop. stop. It's like a zap or something. I, I don't think it was like a massive shock, but it was enough that it was uncomfortable for the dog. And the third group was that this... This dog or the dogs in the group were getting these shocks administered to them and they weren't able to stop it. So they did that for a while. The dogs learnt what they had. The control group, nothing was going on. They were just in that same environment. The second group, they learnt that they did have the power to change what was happening to them by pressing this button or lever. And the third group learnt that no matter what, they had no control over their situation. So that was the first part of the study. Then they grabbed those three groups of dogs and there was this, they were getting this kind of zap or shock administered to them and all they had to do was walk to the other side of the room. That's all they had to do. All of them were in the same position. So now they're all under the same conditions, okay? So the control group and the group of dogs that had originally had the option to press the button to stop the shocks learnt very quickly, very, very quickly, that they just had to walk away from it and move to the other side of the room. Whereas the third group of dogs that were being shocked and had no control over it in the first condition, now placed in the new condition, didn't even try to change. They just sat there and copped it. They just copped these buzzers or these zaps because they thought, I'm powerless. Powerless, can't do anything about it. Even though the environment had changed and they were in a different um, setting altogether. They were not in the same setting. Things had changed around them, but they just resigned themselves to be like, well, I now have no power. When this happens to me, I don't have the power. They didn't even once attempt to do something about it. And that is learnt helplessness, where you learn very quickly if you have control over a situation or if you don't. And if you believe truly that you can't control something, you are not going to try and you're not even going to think outside the box of ways to try and make yourself feel better. If you believed you could change something in your life, then this feeling of powerless wouldn't exist. Sadness and frustration, yes, but the feeling of powerlessness would not exist. It is all around a belief that you hold. Now, like I said before with this whole idea of learnt helplessness or learnt powerlessness, there's also learnt optimism versus learnt pessimism. So a pessimist is someone that's more likely to say, that's not in my control, I cannot change it, so I'm not even going to try and change my situation, I can't control that. An optimist does the opposite. An optimist says, what, what about this can I change? Can I control this? Can I maybe try this differently? What can I try differently so this doesn't happen to me again or so that I can break the cycle of feeling this way, um, so I can change this, so I can improve that, so I can experience this, okay? The, the one person is sitting there thinking, well, you know, it is what it isn't. What, what comes my way is just going to come my way. The other person is trying to take some sort of control over what's going on, okay? And that is all learnt based on past experiences. But what I want you to learn, especially in this episode, is that every day, every hour, every moment actually, you have a choice to do something about it. You have a choice to do something about your situation when you are feeling powerless, okay? Your life experience this, this is what I find fucking interesting. Your life experience is determined through how you experience your life. It's not determined by what's happening outside of you. Two people can go through the same event but feel it and experience it completely different. 
completely personally, and that is an internal experience. And that experience and how you interpret what has happened is in your control. You don't determine the event, but you can control how it is experienced through practice, okay? The same event in different people could elicit boredom, elation, relief, or nostalgia, okay? It's the individual that paints the experience of the event, not the event itself. So we need to learn that how you experience something is what determines how you experience your life. The events in and of themselves aren't actually, they're only responsible for a portion of how you experience your life. Obviously, if you're always getting dumped all the time, you're not going to be like, I was thrilled the whole time. But there are definitely aspects of that that you can change and experience it differently to somebody else next to you, okay? There is, it's all about how you choose to experience things, how you interpret something when it happens and what you do about it. If you go through your life expecting the event to be responsible for how you experience something, you're going to be at the mercy of all these external forces and you're going to absorb whatever is going on around you instead of creating something from within you. So what I want to do now is break down a few points. It's like four or five points, I think. Maybe no, about five points. Um, and I want you to be focusing on each of these things and try and apply that thought process when you're in a, in a position of feeling helpless or powerless. All right, let's get into it. Number one, learn where to place importance on things. Anything outside of you should never take 100% importance, okay? This is where letting go comes into it and it all happens by putting things into perspective. That is crucial when you are suffering. Everything has to be put into perspective, okay? So for example, a lot of the time when someone hurts you, when someone wrongs you, hurts you, breaks your heart, kicks you out of the friendship group, um, says something really hurtful, a lot of the time, the person who hurt you doesn't care. And not only do they not care, but they don't spend time thinking about what they did or thinking about you for that matter. They've moved on. And you should be able to move on for yourself. But in most cases, you can't move on. So what happens You live a life trying to prove yourself or trying to prove something to someone who doesn't even care about what went down. What is probably taking up one, if not, if if any seconds at all in their day, is consuming 90% of your day. While you're sitting here obsessing, that person doesn't even realize or care what happened. It's all about perspective. When someone isn't in love with someone. They will never understand the severity of what their actions have done, even if it wasn't intentional. Like we've all been in a situation where maybe someone has wanted to hang out with you or someone's been in love with you and you've ended it. How you experience that situation is very different to how the person on the receiving end experienced it. And you might never even know. You might never know that you have broken someone's heart. You probably thought based on how they reacted or based on the encounter or based on how long you were together that you were able to just end something. It's not a big deal, whatever. But for that person, they saw opportunity of a relationship. They saw the beginning of something so special. They were deeply in love. And from their perspective, they're absolutely shattered and heartbroken. So always look at it from the two aspects of it. It doesn't mean that that person who hurt you is evil. But it does mean that they're experiencing that situation very differently to you. So you've got to know where to place importance. Stop living your life thinking I have to prove something to them or I'm going to get revenge or or, success is the best revenge. Just stop thinking about them altogether, okay? And place your importance on something differently. 
And one of the, for me personally, one of the things that helped me is when I really made it clear to myself that I was not the primary thought of the person that I was trying to prove something to. I'm not top of mind for them. If anything, I'm, I'm maybe in a few situations was an afterthought. That was very helpful for me because it made me stop living my life to prove something to this person that doesn't even really think about me anymore. It made me realise that if I did live my life that way, it, I would be wasting a lot of my precious time that I'd never get back. And I would be wasting a lot of emotions and a lot of those emotions wouldn't even feel good. They would feel satisfying in the moment, but they would drag me down long term. These feelings of, of revenge, of trying to get them to see like, oh, you'll feel sorry now that I'm all... No, no, can't. Sit the fuck down, calm the fuck down. It doesn't work that way. You can't get revenge on someone who doesn't even think about you. It doesn't really happen. Okay, they've moved on, they're cruising along an easy street and you're here festering, festering, festering. Shift where you place the importance. Start to realise that you don't factor into their daily thoughts and it is only you. And if it is only you, what are you going to do about it now? It's actually very powerful to realise that that person doesn't even factor in anymore. So you now have this freedom, this freedom to do whatever you want now and this freedom to, to shift and change gears and to start a new path doing something else. It's a freedom knowing that you are no longer controlled by this hope that they're going to view you differently. You literally let go. That person, the power that they have over you is gone. You have given this person power over you and they probably aren't even thinking about you anymore. Okay? So take the control back place the importance on you and take it away from them. They are now irrelevant. Number two, stop trying to prove things to people who don't care. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your energy, okay? We're all going to be dead one day. We're all going to be fucking dead. So who gives a fuck? Stop trying to prove shit to people that aren't relevant to your life anymore. Like I said before, this whole I'm going to try and get revenge, I'm going to – no, you're not. Stop doing that, okay? They don't care, nor should you. I'll tell a bit of a personal story. If you've listened to my podcast for a long time, you know this story. But I'm going to very quickly brush over it and tell you how this really helped me in this situation of, you know, proving something and trying to whatever. I was in a relationship once. It was quite a toxic relationship. It was I've, – I've, I've referenced this relationship way more than I have my healthy relationships, obviously, because it was a big learning curve and I can share a lot of what I went through firsthand. But – the way this relationship broke down was quite dramatic. It was kind of, I was very blindsided. It happened very, very quickly that in my mind, I told myself, he's confused. He doesn't really know um, he, how he feels. And this is just a reaction to something that he's upset about. And he actually does love me. I was just convincing myself of all this shit. That just wasn't true. Um, I was just pulling out ideas out of thin air just to comfort myself, basically to make me feel like I had some sort of control over the situation because if I told myself he's gone forever, he doesn't give a fuck about you, he's done, like I, th I thought that I wouldn't be able to handle that. When in reality, that's exactly what I needed to hear. But I was just self-soothing by lying to myself essentially. And on top of all of that, I was trying to live in a way that would somehow get his attention. Even though he had blocked me on social media and whatever, he, what had actually happened was that he had 
blocked me of everything because he had started a new relationship and there was an overlap. This relationship had begun while we were together. And anyway, so naturally he's blocking me of everything because he's now onto his next life with his new partner. So here I am racking my brain thinking, how can I get his attention? How can I live a life where he realizes that he actually does love me and this and that? And I was all, you know, deluded here thinking about all these things, trying to prove something to him, trying to prove that our love was so good. And then one day, about a month in after the breakup, I get slammed with this photo on social media of that he is now engaged to this woman that he is now with one month after we broke up. So my world came crumbling down in that moment. But I can assure you that I got over him relatively fucking quickly versus another, other heartbreaks that I've had because it, I was like, this is a fucking line in the sand. As painful as it was, it was probably the best case scenario. If you want to fucking get over someone, watch them fall hard and fast in love with someone and want to marry them and whatever. That's a sure way of being like, wow, there is no hope. I shouldn't be wasting my time to prove something. They've fucking moved on. What am I doing here? Like an idiot trying to prove something to this person who clearly has not really thought about me again. And if he has, it's probably like, huh, lol, yeah, that was someone I dated. Like what he thought of me doesn't compare to what I used to think of him. You know, I had all these deep feelings of love, whatever. But what he thought of me was like, nah, random person there in my life who I briefly dated. Don't give a fuck, okay? You've always got to put things into perspective. And when you're thinking about, I've got to prove this to them, I've got to prove that to them, you don't actually have to prove shit. You don't have to prove anything. And this could apply to friends that have cut you off. This could apply to a boss that has fired you and it was like awkward and whatever. Your, your number one job, your only job, is to let yourself know that that person is no longer relevant to your life. That's the only thing you have to remind yourself of. They're no longer relevant. Every decision you make from here onwards, do not factor that person in. Do not factor what will they think if they hear that I'm doing this now. Who cares? What will they do if they found out that I did this? Would this action that I do burn the bridge of them possibly coming back into my life? If that's the case, then take that action and burn that bridge. You know, you've got to start making some definitive actions and, and choices in your life that show that that person truly is no longer relevant to your life, okay? No matter what kind of relationship you've had with them. If someone has actively walked out of your life or pushed them out of your life, respect that decision and thank them for it and then give them no more um, consideration when it comes into any decision that you make with your life. Number three, stop expecting people to do what you would do in a situation. This is one of the best ways. This is one of the best ways to feel helpless and powerless. If you want to feel shit about yourself right now, expect that someone is going to do what you would have done. There you go, recipe to feeling shit, you've ruined your day and now you can fester in that because you're going to end up feeling annoyed, upset, hurt, disappointed, helpless and they're going to feel none of the above. They're just living their lives while you're there dying in a hole of emotions. No one is a mind reader. You either ask for what you want or you don't but to expect is sentencing yourself to an eternity of frustration and resentment, okay? You end up suffering, you end up um, spiraling, having spiraling thoughts and you end up catastrophizing big time. I've got a whole podcast on catastrophizing. Definitely go check that one out. But you end up catastrophizing what went down, why they did what they did, why they didn't do what you would have done. People aren't mind readers. A, a, A portion of people 
are assholes that are out to that to drag people down and to make people feel shit so they can feel better about themselves. A portion, but a greater portion of people just don't see things the way you see them. And so you might be standing here thinking, how dare they not have done that? When to them, they're a really good person, but it just never would have occurred to them to behave in a way that you would have behaved or to respond to something in a way that you would have responded. So you've got to, every time you feel hurt by someone, ask yourself, am I expecting them to behave in a way that I would behave? Because if that's the case, then how else could this person have interpreted the situation? And, and I'm standing here powerless to the situation being hurt by how this person has reacted when in reality they might just be reacting based on how they've always reacted or they might be interpreting this situation based on their upbringing and their life experience that have made them interpret this situation and vice versa. So often, and this is where it gets even worse, this is, this is when it gets fucking worse and where people just, oh, people, you know, people are so fucking good at making their own lives a misery through their own thoughts and actions and it's so sad to see but it's just... It's just bewildering that we will put ourselves in situations unintentionally, but we fucking actively do it, where we will make our own lives a misery. And I say it, love you guys so much. I love you guys so much. But I say it on my Facebook group all the time, all the fucking time. I see people write these stories where they've genuinely been hurt by someone and, and they talk about what they've done and how they've processed it. And I'm like, we are these beings on earth that love to self-sabotage. We just fucking love it. For some fucked up reason, we love to hurt ourselves and we love to make our lives even harder. For example, I see it all the time in my DMs and on the Facebook group where, and just in life in general, this is nothing true with my community in, in particular. This is everywhere. And you guys see it, you guys have probably done it, I've done it, we've all done it, okay? But it's this idea of when someone has actively, very clearly shown you that they no longer want to be in your life and then you get upset and angry about how they decided to exit your life and then you reach out to them because they didn't end it on your terms and you get annoyed that it was disrespectful and you get annoyed of how they did it and and how they just cut you out. How dare you cut me out in that way? How dare you fucking dump me? How dare you fucking do this to me? How dare, how dare, how dare? Can't believe this. Can't believe that. You're this. You're that. Honestly... What am I looking at? What am I hearing? When I hear people say that, when I read people say that, you do realise what you're doing, right? You are literally trying to control a situation that is not in your control. So you're, this is self-sabotage at its best. You're trying to control a situation that's impossible to control. And then, because of that, you then feel powerless because you engaged in an action where there was no way you could have succeeded and then it then confirmation bias it then proves to you that you cannot succeed in this situation so then you feel shit about yourself and then you feel powerless like I said learnt helplessness that is a prime example of where people engage in severe learnt helplessness you look at a situation you think oh that person's actively chosen to exit my life they do not want me in their lives so what am I going to do I'm going to go to stroll back into their life and be like, hello, it's me again. Why don't you want to be in my life? I just thought I'd just inquire. And on top of inquiring, I thought I'd get angry at you for how you exited my life and blob at you about this and then send you an abusive message about this. Now you're going to come back into my life, surely, after I've just irritated the fuck out of you. And that person's going to turn around and be like, get out of my life. And then you end up feeling really fucking hurt, really abandoned and really helpless. Does that not 
sound crazy when you look at it from the outside. When you look at it from the outside, you said, no wonder I'm feeling like shit. I've just engaged and learnt helplessness. No wonder I feel powerless. You have to listen to what is happening outside of you. You have to understand that when someone says something, you accept it as the truth. Don't stand there thinking, I know you better than you do. No, you don't. You might know aspects of their behavior. You might know their personality really well. But no one knows someone more than they know themselves. That's a slap in the face when someone says it to you. And it's a slap in the face when you say it to someone else. You don't know anyone more than they know themselves. If they don't want to be in your life, they don't want to be in your life. I can tell you that for free. And it is a gift to you. They have taken themselves out. Some of them are trash and some of them are not trash, okay? But they have taken themselves out of your life. So you haven't had to do it for yourself. They've done it for you. Someone's not there. They're clearly not serving you because they don't want to be there. And they've done you a favor by exiting. Thank them and walk away. If you personally would end it by giving them every explanation under the sun, that's your choice. Don't expect it from them. If they've left your life without giving you a reason, that is their decision. Don't expect from them what you would give them. Okay? Next point. Number number four. Ask for what you want sooner rather than later. A lot of people, a lot of people don't ask for what they want because they're scared of the outcome, whether it comes to um, a, a living situation, a job situation, a relationship, a situationship, a friendship. The sadness and the reality of it is that you're not scared of the outcome. You are delaying hearing a truth that you already know. You're delaying hearing a truth that you don't want to hear, okay? You're, you're hoping that they're going to give you an apology, that they're going to give you a relationship, that they're going to give you attention, but you know that you're not going to get it. That's why you're not asking. If you had belief that there was a big chance that the answer to the question could be something positive – you wouldn't be so hesitant to ask for what you want. So do yourself the favor, cut the dead weight as early as you can and ask the hard questions, okay? You have to ask, where are we headed? What is happening here? That's how you actually feel powerful. I think a lot of people think, let's say you're in a situationship, for example, I've got a whole episode on this, so I'm not going to bang on about it. You're in a situationship with somebody and you are obsessed with them and you're not sure how they feel about you. So you're standing here thinking, I'm better off hanging out with this person and getting what I can get, getting, you know, whatever they give me, I will take because I love them so much or I'm so into them. And I'm scared to ask them, can this be a relationship or is this going anywhere? Because I'd rather have what I'm getting right now versus nothing. You're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up to create this, this learnt helplessness. Okay, because you're saying I'm not in control of this situation. I'm going to wait, hope for the best, but I'm also going to wait for things to potentially get so much worse for me, for me to spend even more time invested in this person when in reality it's going nowhere, for me to suffer because I'm not taking control of the situation. When you ask the hard question and you get shut down, you actually had the power. You had the power and you did yourself a massive favor. You have to look at your, you have to look at the situation as Thank God I did that for myself. Imagine that you're now 85 looking back on your life and thinking, wow, I wish I'd asked that person five months earlier if this was going to be a relationship. You could look back on your life when you're way older and think I wasted months, if not years put together off my life, hoping that someone would turn around and give me the answer that I wanted to hear, but too scared to ask because I knew the answer would never be what I want. And that is a waste of your time. 
Every time you ask the hard questions, you are gifting yourself time that you would have otherwise wasted on somebody that doesn't want to be with you, that doesn't want to be your friend, that doesn't want to give you that right, that, that raise or the opportunity in the workplace or the time as a family member or the love that you think you're going to get from your parents when they're maybe not loving parents, okay? Every time you put yourself in that situation and not truly ask for what you want and not truly state what you want and what you would like to get in return, you are wasting an opportunity and it's an opportunity and time that you're not going to get back. When I look back at all my relationships, I don't regret any of them because when I entered the relationship, I thought that I was doing what was the best decision. I thought I was dating someone I was in love with, okay? And I was in love with them at the time. So I'm not, I'm not like I did love them. But the only thing I look back and think, fuck, I wish I'd done this earlier, is I wish I'd, I had asked questions earlier to save myself wasting time. I've been in so many situations, well, maybe not so many, but a handful where I wish I just asked the harder questions early. I was terrified to ask the questions because I knew I would be rejected. That's why I didn't want to ask them. I knew deep down the answer. But, so, and because of that, I stayed and I, I, I accepted the crumbs I could get. Instead of being like, hey, look, we've been seeing each other for a couple of weeks or a month. Is this going to go any further or not? Because I'd, any day, any day, I'd rather be alone than taking your crumbs, cunt. So what's it going to be? Those are the things that I look back on and get annoyed about. I've obviously moved on from it. But if, if, you know, if I look back and I think, ah, if I could teach my younger self something, it would be that. Ask for what you want. Ask the hard questions. You're better off being alone than, and, and quote-unquote rejected than hoping for something that's never going to happen. Cut your losses. Cut the dead weight and let it sink to the fucking bottom of the ocean while you float up and continue living your life. That's what you need to be doing. Okay, and then the last one, number five, is show up for yourself because if you don't, no one else will. Well, kind of no one else. Your mum might, your, your, the people that love you unconditionally in your life might, but I'm not talking about these people that are going to hold your hand through your life. I'm talking about showing up for yourself and showing that you are your own priority because if you don't show that you are your own priority to the world around you in general, not to your mum, but in general, then people are not going to treat you with importance. Unfortunately, that's just how it goes, okay? Why? Because you get the energy that you give. And we as humans are instinctive beings. We can read other people's energy. And it doesn't mean, I'm not saying here if you don't put yourself as a priority, everyone's going to treat you like shit. No, I'm not saying that everyone out there is an asshole and if, if they see someone who's got low self-esteem, they're going to fucking rub your face in the dirt. No, not at all. But if you, if, if, if you have really low levels of respect for yourself and if you never put yourself as a priority people aren't going to prioritize you they might care for you they might want to help you they might want to be there for you they might enjoy your company but when push comes to shove when it comes to moving forward in life and opportunities who are they going to gravitate towards people that are also in that realm of of moving forward of taking opportunities of 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 self-respect okay we gravitate to people that respect themselves. We gravitate to people that are comfortable in their own skin. You just, you can't help it. We're instinctively like that because they are real, because they are not a threat. They might be a leader. They might have a position of power, but we don't feel threatened. We feel comfortable around people that feel comfortable within themselves. Okay. We, we like being around people that command respect and command attention, not demand, but command. A commanding presence is more powerful than intimidation. 
When someone walks into your life with a whole bunch of self-respect and a clear indication of what they will and will not accept, you, at the very least, respect them. So if you are like that, people, at the very least, are going to respect you. They don't have to like you, but they will respect your boundaries. I can tell you that for sure. Because you come in with this commanding presence, you respect everyone else, but you're like, I will accept this, I will not accept this, I will hang around for this, I will not hang around for that, this is what I want, this is what I don't want, take it or leave it, people are going to respond accordingly. They give you straight up answers, they'll be honest with you, and they'll be respectful. It has nothing to do with being loved by everyone, it has to do with mutual respect. If you don't put yourself as a priority and if you don't start letting people know what you want and what you don't want, then you're going to feel powerless. You're going to feel socially powerless and you're going to feel that you are a victim to whatever the the people around you want and don't want. And that is how you're going to create this concept of learnt helplessness by not asking for what you want, by not putting yourself as a priority, by not telling people what you don't want and what you're not willing to put up with, okay? You have to get clearer on what you want. You're much better off, much better off being rejected by somebody but getting a clear answer than hanging around and fucking around and wasting your time. And this comes in all walks of life, at work, with your family, romantically and with your friends, okay? Cut the dead weight of powerlessness. Ask the hard questions. You're much better off being rejected and then having the power to change the course of your life than waiting and waiting for someone to turn around and say that they love you or that they want to hang out with you any day of the week. Guys, that is the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, thank you so much for sharing this content. The growth of this podcast is all because of you guys, my beans. You guys have really shared the word and please keep doing so because it's it's helping me reach more and more people. I love it that you guys tell your friends and family about this podcast. It honestly means the world to me. I love that more and more people in just places around the world that I'm even learning exist, towns around the world that I've never heard of listening to the podcast. It's honestly the coolest thing in the world and it's all thanks to you. So I really, really, really do want to extend my gratitude to all of my beautiful beings. Thank you for doing that. As always, remember, be kind to yourselves, be kind to your brains, don't take shit from anyone and especially don't take shit from yourself. Danke.